Hi, welcome. I'm Julia. I live here with my daughter Valerie. This is our room. It looks like a hotel room, but it's actually on the very big ship. We are very happy we have this place and we are safe now, but actually it is nothing like our home. It was on the 24th of February this year, and it was Thursday, and we were going to school in the morning. But I woke up at 5 a.m. because I've heard the gunshots, and my house was vibrating. All I could think of, are we going to school or not? A few weeks ago, we started hearing in the news that there is Russian militaries near the border, and I live like 10 minutes from the border. But they were saying they have an exercise in there, so it's just they learn some stuff and they will go away. And it happens pretty often. We've heard such news, so uh, I couldn't think that it's happening for real. But this time it wasn't exercising because the house was already vibrating from the gunshots. So I'm like, I guess I'm not going to stay here with my daughter. It's not really safe to be in such exercises. So I decided that we will drive somewhere far from Kharkiv. I didn't know where. I just knew that we have to leave now. After divorce... I bought a cat for my daughter, a kitten, a gray one, very nice one. She was playing with her all the time. She was sleeping with her when she was young. The kitten was really uh, cuddling uh, and nice. We called her Masia, but when the kitten grew up, <laughs> it, she became not really cuddling. <sighs> She's with a strong character like Valerie. Uh, once in the supermarket, she uh, saw the pillow, like a stuffed animal. It was gray, and it really looks like Masia. And she said, Mom, oh my God, look, it's Masia. Can we buy it? So I bought this uh, stuffed animal for her. She was really happy to have it. She was sleeping with this stuffed animal every day. It brings her feeling that she's safe. You probably noticed already that stuffed animal on my bed. Go ahead, pick it up. No one is watching. You can put your head on it and feel how soft it is. In Ukraine, I used to live uh, in a very big apartment. I had our women's community. They were living next to, to me. They were kind of my neighbors. And we were seeing each other pretty often. I know them more than 20 years. And our kids already friends with each other. Our community means a lot for me. We are very close and we're sharing everything. We used to meet every Friday 
uh, in the evening, uh, sometimes with kids, sometimes without, and we were having a time together to discuss how the week was, uh, how our life is, uh, to discuss maybe someone had something awkward situations at work or anywhere. We were literally sharing everything. And the last time I've met my girls, uh, it was on Friday, before everything started. We didn't know yet that everything will start soon. So we were singing and dancing. We are not that kind of people who used to sing and dance, but we were singing and dancing and doing everything. We cooked interesting food. It was very nice. We talked a lot. We discussed everything. We were staying in my place till 3 a.m. or 4, <laughs> till the morning. So we were uh, talking a lot, singing a lot, uh, having a drink. We really were living the best of our life. We didn't know that it's the last time we've seen each other. And this is one of the songs that we danced on. So I had to pack my stuff and I was thinking what I will take with, with me. And uh, I took just uh, two suitcases, one for me, one for Valerie. We couldn't take a lot of stuff because I didn't know if they will let us to bring all of that on the border. So we took only things which were necessary and uh, which we will need in another country. I said Valerie that she can take only three things with her, uh, only three toys. Uh, and she chose to, two toys which I just bought to her and she was playing with them all the time. And of course, uh, she took Masa, the stuffed animal. So I decided I will go to take my car from parking, but it's also not safe for Valerie to go there. So I asked her to stay at home I found the most safe place for her to stay. It was corridor. It was the most safe place because there was walls on the left and on the right, so it kind of was on the middle. I asked her to stay there and not going out until I will come back. And I said, if I will not come back, you call on your father and he will come and pick you up. I came home like in 10 minutes and uh, she was so scared. Mom, мне очень страшно. Можешь, пожалуйста, побыстрее? Пожалуйста, побыстрее. Мне очень страшно. She just jumped on me and started hugging and said, never leave me again. And I said, yes, I will never leave you from now on. I used to do everything with my community. And the day when everything started, I asked my girls, if someone is leaving as well. And they said they, they want to wait a little bit. So I had to drive alone. I've made a choice for me and my daughter that for our family, it's more safe to leave. Uh, I took my daughter and we started driving. It was a long way driving and uh, I didn't even have that much experience before. 
I just bought my car half a year ago and the longest distance I was driving, it was 100 kilometers. And now I had to drive all the long way uh, with my daughter. And I also was thinking that it's not really safe and I didn't know if we could do this or we will die somewhere on the road, but at least I knew that I'm doing something to help her to survive. When I started driving, I didn't know where to go. I just called my family, my friends, and I said that I'm leaving. My family were really shocked. They're like, oh my God, why are you leaving? Just stay there, just hide somewhere on the ground. It's gonna be safe in a few hours, don't go. So they don't really understand why I'm leaving. Uh, during the road, I didn't know where to go and I also didn't know where, uh, what road is closed, what road is open. So all my friends, they were sending me audio messages. They were reading news and trying to find a safe road for me to go. They were sending audio messages like, don't go to that city, this is overcrowded, this is closed. The, on another one, the, the road is really bad or closed. So I could have an idea where can I go. Can you see that picture over there on the desk? Can you pick it up for me? Well, this is my place of power. Uh, I used to go to this lake uh, to have some energy after a hard day, a stressful day, and it was giving me a power. So that's why I call it a place of power. Not long time ago, I found a place in Arnhem, which reminds me of that place a lot. So I really can say I found a new place of power. We were driving all day and it started getting dark and I was thinking about the place to stay for a night. Uh, we found a city where we will stay for a night to sleep. Uh, I parked my car, I put Valerie to bed. She was sleeping in the dress, fully closed because in case if we will have to run. And when I was sleeping, I've heard there is a military airplane. I didn't know how far is it, but it felt like it was near our hotel and we were on the upper floor. So I just hugged Valerie in case if uh, they will shoot. I was trying to cover her with myself. I hoped that it could help somehow. In the early morning, we woke up and we started driving again. I was going to Lviv and from Lviv to Poland. That was the way I wanted to go. But the police stopped us and they said, it's not safe there, you're not going there. So I had to change the road and go to another way. It was a very long driving. I was driving already more than 30 hours nonstop. 
I was falling asleep all the time and nothing were helping me. I was opening uh, the window to have a fresh cold air. Didn't help. I was slapping my face and it didn't keep me awake as well. So I asked Valerie, I woke her up and I asked her to talk to me, to ask me questions. So she were asking me questions and waiting for the answer. If I'm not answering, she was hitting me. I went to Moldavia. We came to the border and there was a very big line of the cars. We were standing in the line for 12 hours and all these 12 hours we've heard the sirens. Valerie was trying to sleep in the car but the sirens was waking her up all the time and she was uh, stressing, mom, should we go and hide somewhere? I'm like, well, there is no place to hide. There is just a buildings uh, around and believe me, it will not help us. If something will happen, it will happen. So I told her that she should just sleep and I was trying to, to cover her every time I heard the sirens with myself, with my body. It was a very big line and we were staying there for 12 hours. People were really stressing. The atmosphere was not really friendly. People were fighting because everyone wanted to go faster. And it was a really stressful situation. You really had to watch the car in front of you and follow immediately. Finally, at 3 a.m., we were on the Ukrainian border and I opened my car to show what I have in the car. I gave all the documents and I felt so happy that we're already crossing the border. I'm almost there. And uh, I showed uh, that we have a cat, I have a daughter, but I was smiling all the time because I knew that we did it. We finally did it. So, here we are, but actually it's not only me and Valerie anymore because a month ago I picked up my friend with her two kids and now they live here with me on the ship. They came all the way here by train and I picked them up in Germany uh, and I had this, my playlist on and she heard the song, we were listening uh, that last evening in Ukraine with all the community and I turn around and I see her crying and I just started crying as well because here we are now together. <laughs>